Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. Gentlemen, Sam Bushman on your radio, hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt continues now. This is the broadcast for Tuesday, December the 19th in the year of our Lord, 2023, and it is what, Christmas Eve week? Is that the best way to describe it? Wow. Christmas Eve will be Sunday night, so I guess it's not really, because Sunday is the first day of the week, so it's really next week, but it just feels like... From a broadcast point of view, we got to get it in before Christmas Eve because Monday will be Christmas Day. So we want to wish you all a very Merry Christmas. This is the broadcast for, as I mentioned, December the 19th in the year of our Lord, 2023. This is our two at two. Last hour, we had an incredible hour with Sheriff Richard Mack, ladies and gentlemen. We talked about the good news. They're not tearing down the National Cemetery Confederate Monument yet. A judge put a stay. That's good news. We also talked about the good sheriff Richard Mack becomes man-on-the-street reporter from America Fest 2023 in Phoenix, Arizona that took place last weekend. We got a report last hour, a bunch of videos, man-on-the-streets. What is the biggest thing you find wrong with America? Personally, for me, uh, it is that we have the lack of immorality. Or the lack of morality, I'm sorry. We've got immorality. The lack of morality in religion uh, in America today, and that's the core of all of our problems. You even heard the top of the hour news report where they were talking about, you know, girls uh, and sexual involvement and everything. And when they have a father in the home, when they've been taught proper religious principles, that doesn't mean that a girl will never go off and do those things. But it, uh, the likelihood of her <clears throat> uh, protecting that which is virtuous uh, and focusing on those things that are godly uh, and waiting for the right person uh, waiting for, um, you know, God's permission to be involved in that relationship uh, till marriage, etc. You know, those are wonderful principles. And you know what? We all fall short of God, no doubt. But that's the standard the Lord has set. Uh, and that's what we try to do. And so it just shows how important the studies even bear it out at the top of the hour news, how important virtue is, not only in women, uh, especially in women, um, because I believe the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world personally. So let's not de-elevate the station of a woman by any stretch. My point is, not only women, but men too, right? Men need to be a virtuous character as well. We can't just expect the women to, to, to be the, the guardians of virtue. Uh, we need to be the guardians of the women and protect their virtue. And I don't mean guardian as in control over women. I mean guardian as in you look after her and her well-being and her safety, and you help her 
make godly decisions instead of make it hard for her to make godly decisions. Uh, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, anyway, I digress, except for we had an incredible interview with Diego Rodriguez. Uh, and we really talked about this entire lawsuit against Diego and Ammon Bundy and everything else is a slap in the face to everyone who cares about freedom and the Constitution because we have a constitutional right to the freedom of speech. We can tell the truth. Anyway, it was last hour. You can see the video at brighteon.com uh, and radio brighteonradio.com on the Loving Liberty Radio Network, lovingliberty.net. By the way, Loving Liberty is our national syndication radio network, and they carry both hours of all the shows all the time. Uh, and the best part about Loving Liberty is they've got their new updated phone app, which is becoming incredible. I mean, every time we release another version, it just gets better. Check it out. Go to lovingliberty.net. You can learn about it, uh, learn about the shows, but you can also go to the Apple iPhone store and download it, the latest version. Man, and is it getting good. Shows you what you're listening to. And then when you stop it, uh, you come back, you know, five hours later, it shows what you listened to last. If you press the button to play again, it updates and shows what's playing now live. If you choose a podcast, it'll play any of the podcasts in the directory. And now we're starting to add more and more shows. One of the incredible shows we added on the weekends now is the Tech Watch Radio Show, brought to you by Network Providers Incorporated. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. But that podcast is available. If you want to learn more about that, go to mpitechguys.com, or you can go to lovingliberty.net and check that out. Great, great, great radio show. Uh, we're working on more and more videos and more and more radio and more and more progress on so many fronts. It's not even funny. Good people everywhere doing good things. My only fear, though, is, hey, I sure pray the government doesn't arrest me. If they're going to arrest this journalist for covering January the 6th, man, I covered January the 6th in Charlottesville and... Uh, I covered the Malheur Wildlife Refuge. I'm covering Ken Cromar in prison. I'm standing up for all kinds of political prisoners. They now say that I'm the, the, the what, nexus of hate, anti-government, and white supremacy in America. Wow, me and my Mexican buddy just celebrated that we're both white supremacists last hour, proving they're lying. Uh, the fact is that, you know what, we're not anti-government. I agree with Diego Rodriguez that, you know what, our God our religion teaches us that we should support the proper role of government. Governments are instituted among men to bless we the people and protect us from a greater tyranny. Now, that doesn't mean that government doesn't have a proper role in limits, though. See, and that's the part that these clowns don't get. Government has limits. That's the beauty of America, is we have chained down bureaucrats with the Constitution. The key is for Americans to learn about the checks and balances and demand those jurisdictional boundaries. To demand those, you know what, we've only given you that authority by contract, not this authority. You're not doing this. You don't have contractual authority. You're not doing it. No, no, no. And we need to learn to stand up and nullify. We need to learn to stand up and separate powers. We need to learn to, that's what we got to get done. I'll give you an example to make the point. Joe Biden talking about taxes when we, Donald Trump didn't want to release his tax returns. The big phrase from Joe Biden Pay your fair share. Pay your fair share. Pay your fair share. Now we've found out Joe Biden's been on the dole getting money from foreign nations, pay-to-play schemes. He has a right to due process as well, but look, they say the evidence is there. Why Joe's not arrested, I don't know. But Joe, here's Joe saying, pay your fair share. Pay your fair share. Pay your fair share. Pay your fair share. 
Sounds like he's kind of in a monastery or something like that. Pay your fair share. Is this like a chant? Well, the sad part is not only is Donald, I mean, not only is Joe not paying his fair share, not only did he tell everybody to pay their fair share, but it turns out both of his children, or two of his children, I should say, Joe's daughter, Ashley Biden, owes thousands in taxes. So I got a question. Why is Ken Cromar in prison? Because of taxes. And he lost his house. But Ashley, involved in drugs and all kinds of other things, they even say the latest cocaine in the White House might have been Ashley's. Who knows? Uh, But she's had all kinds of trouble. She's had tax issues for years. And no one seems to bug her. It's fine. So is Joe telling his daughter to pay her fair share? Or just Donald or the rest of us? Okay, forget about his daughter then. Ashley owes a bunch of taxes. She's allowed to run around free. Joe's son, Hunter. Biden will make his first court appearance on tax tax charges on January the 11th. So now you've got Hunter with tax problems, Ashley with tax problems, but don't worry, Joe's clean as a whistle, you see. He never had anything to do with any of those things whatsoever. But I thought he said pay your fair share. Why doesn't Joe, he's got plenty of money, he gets $400,000 a year alone for being president. Why doesn't he help his kids pay off their tax debts, huh? But why do his children get to run around free with tax debts while friends of mine lose their homes over their tax debts? And why do they remain in prison over their tax debts? But Ashley and Hunter... Never mind gun charges. Never mind drug charges. Never mind lying about prostitutes. Never mind national security concerns with with, with the Hunter laptop. Never mind uh, an illegitimate child that Hunter lied about and then was forced in court by a prostitute slash dancer to pay child support. And, uh, okay, all this. And then you've got Ken Cromar and Barbara Cromar in prison and they lost their home because they're the bad guys. But Hunter and Ashley run around free? Ladies and gentlemen, what is happening here? Joe Biden, pay your fair share. Okay, we agree. Everybody should pay their fair share, including Joe. So, Joe, let's go ahead then and find out how many aliases you used in emails when you were known as the big guy and what percent you got and did you pay your fair share on it all? Okay, you released your tax returns, but you didn't release all the aliases and all the chains that now others in Congress are pulling on to find out the truth about. They say that they're going after Joe without evidence. Well, they say they went after Donald without evidence. Really, the Republicans and Democrats are doing the same thing. The only difference is the Democrats have the guts to really throw you in prison, and the Republicans just talk about it. That's the only difference I really see. Joe Biden says pay your fair share. Neither of his children are paying their fair share, and Joe doesn't seem to mind. Donald says, lock up these bad guys, man. And then when he gets in office, he says, no, don't lock them up. Just leave them alone. And then guys like me go, hey, are they investigating me saying I'm a bad guy? Well, we can't really tell you, Sam, because an arrest might be imminent. What the heck are they talking about? Why don't we sit down at McDonald's and talk about it? Do I get to know if there's charges against me or not? This is Liberty Roundtable Live. 
Looking for an IT partner that truly understands your needs? Managed IT Services is the answer. We meet with you regularly to discuss your goals and form a tailored technology plan. Our customers have called us a trusted advisor who delivers. When it comes to IT, we do it all. Firewalls, cloud storage, server migration, and more. Say goodbye to long-term contracts and hello to a team that earns your business month after month. Call 801-706-6980 now and let Managed IT Services transform your IT experience. Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey? Well, now you can, thanks to LocalHoneyMan.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at LocalHoneyMan.com. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. I think that my family has always had a big influence on me for not smoking because since I was little I was taught that smoking was wrong. Recent studies indicate that smoking among teens often leads to the use of alcohol and other drugs. I think having faith in God is a big part in it because the way I was raised has helped to avoid smoking. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. The first Noel, the angel did say, was to certain portions. Ladies and gentlemen, the king of Israel is all 12 tribes of Jacob turning to Christ, the king. This is Christmas, ladies and gentlemen, and a Merry Christmas to all of you. Uh, while we try to celebrate Christmas in peace, politics goes crazy. They're trying to arrest everybody good and honest and moral, and they're trying to just let all the criminals run around free. The border leaks like a sieve. Both of Joe Biden's children, Ashley and Hunter, both owe a bunch of taxes, no accountability at all. Uh, and sadly, uh, I'm not here to attack the Catholics, but I do wonder what's going on with the Catholicism religion. The Pope, um, Pope Francis, I guess, agrees to bless same-sex couples. Uh, Patrick Halk brought this to me, um, and I kind of don't know how to respond to this. I don't like to attack people of different religions. And so I'm not attacking the Pope, uh, and I don't know what blessing same-sex couples means. If it's just that, you know what, we hope that you live good, honest, moral, appropriate lives, 
We disagree with your lifestyle, but we want to be kind to you. That kind of blessing, then that's fine. But if priests are blessing their union, now somehow the Catholics are trying to separate this blessing of same-sex couples, um, separating it from marriage. And I don't really know uh, in society how this all really works or religiously or anything else because who's in charge of marriage? Is it the government? Uh, See, to me, God used to be the one in charge of marriage. God put Adam and Eve together, as we know, biblically speaking, and male and female created them, and he said the two, the twain, shall become one flesh. Uh, A man should leave his parents and cleave to his wife, and the two shall become one, and and, and then they're supposed to have children together. That's the God-ordained family. And so when we bless, permitting priests to bless same-sex couples, I get very concerned because I don't know what that means. Now, if it's just bless them uh, to be safe and healthy and, and, and live good lives, and and okay, I understand. But are you blessing that union? Is that what you're blessing? But yet not calling it a marriage? We get caught up in words and language, and, and I'm not here to criticize the Catholics, but I don't really understand it. And if somebody's Catholic and they're listening to this broadcast and they want to kind of weigh in, I'd love to hear from them on this. You can dial 208-216-6100 if you have something to, to, to comment. 208-216-6100. Um, but Joe Biden is Catholic, and he's literally got kids that don't pay their taxes. While he's running around saying, pay your fair share. While the Pope runs around and says, hey, permits priests to bless same-sex couples. What does that mean? Um. I don't know what that means because I I don't know what blessed means versus they're not calling it marriage. So these churches, these religions really have a problem with words and parsing. And I'm not trying to attack here. I'm trying to understand. All right. What does that mean? You can bless same-sex couples. That's a significant advancement, they say, for GLBT whatever people. Um, Vatican approves blessings for same-sex couples. But what does that mean? You can issue blessings as long as what? As long as you don't call it a marriage? Okay. They say this, they can administer these blessings as long as they are not, quote, part of regular church rituals or liturgies. Um, They said that they would not legitimize irregular situations, but they would be a sign that God welcomes all. It should no way be confused with the sacrament of heterosexual marriage, it said. And priests should decide on a case-by-case basis and not prevent or prohibit the churches closest to people in every situation in which they may seek God's help through a simple blessing. The Pope hinted that this official change was in the works back in October. Um... I guess they have a, 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 a 
I don't know what this is called. They got a document, and it's got these, you know, these churches have manuals. And it, one's called the Pastoral Meaning of Blessings, spelled out specific situations. And 11.1, the section was entitled, Blessings of Couples in Irregular Situations. And then they say, a.k.a. couples of the same sex. The church teaches that same-sex attraction is not sinful, but homosexual acts are. Anyway, they tried to make the church more welcoming, etc., without changing moral doctrine. Well, this is the same problem the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and other large religions, even the Southern Baptists and everybody else are starting to find themselves in. What they want to do is they want to open the doors and show kindness. They want to show civility. They want to show acceptance that God accepts all of his children. In general, I agree with that message. Okay, God loves you. Even if you are committing serious sin, God still loves you. Now, the debate comes when, hey, same-sex attraction is not a sin, but acting on it or becoming homosexual or whatever is a sin. Um, and I, I have a hard time with that because we do need to separate thoughts and actions. I agree. you got to say someone's a criminal based on their actions, not on we think they were going to commit a crime. I agree with the general concept here. Let me tell you where I'm starting to have a little bit of heartburn. The heartburn I'm having is if you say that same-sex attraction is not a problem and you say that, you know, we're not going to govern you, but if you're acting out, in other words, being immoral, homosexual, or whatever, then it's a problem. We're going to bless you but not confuse it with marriage. And how long will we be talking about semantics versus doctrinal changes versus acceptance of what? See, we never even accepted same-sex marriage in America at all. In fact, the idea 30 years ago was laughable. People would say, are you kidding me? And now it's mandated by government law. So now what do these religions and these churches do? They can teach morally against it. But if they're not very careful, they find themselves on the wrong side of the law in a huge lawfare situation. And so how much of these churches' actions are designed to avoid lawfare and avoid lawsuits and controversy versus how much of it is their genuine beliefs? Does the Pope really believe this is fine? Do the leaders of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints or the Southern Baptists, do they all think this is just fine? Or are they kind of in a trap because the people have become so immoral? so irreligious and so um, thumbing their nose at God's laws now to where they don't have any protections anymore either. We talked last hour about how we the people don't have protections. There's not due process. What about for large organizations? So I'm not really here to attack the Catholic Pope. Okay? And I'm for anybody who needs a blessing of comfort and love to go to a church leader and get comfort and love and, and a blessing. I don't have any problem with that. My concern is when we start to say we're going to bless same-sex couples, how much are you endorsing, supporting? You know, the old adage goes, uh, first you condemn and criticize, and then you pity, and then you eventually embrace. Isn't that what it is? You know, how far are we? When are we just being kind and gentle and accepting of everyone versus when are we letting go of our beliefs, letting go of our understanding, our doctrinal truths that God gave us, in favor of or on the altar of this gotta love everybody plan you know the idea is you know what i don't love the sin but i can love the sinner where's that line 
And I'm afraid if we're not very careful in a lot of the big religions of the world, and I'm not, you know, singling out any any single one. But they are starting to have issues with this where in their effort to reach out and to have the olive branch and to have the big tent like some of the Republican Party has done, and et cetera, at some point they put their, I don't know what you want to call it, most protected issues out there to be, so does now... Does this mean that same-sex couples are more favored in the church, in the Catholic church? What does this mean? Is it a big step, a little step? Does it even matter? I'd love your comments at 208-216-6100. You're listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Corey Myers. A volcano in Iceland erupting after weeks of warning and increased seismic activity. That volcano in the country's most populated region and home to its capital began erupting yesterday, spewing lava into the air, causing a fissure that was last reported to be two and a half miles long and growing quickly. Experts said yesterday that that eruption posed a significant and immediate threat to both the nearby town of Grindavik and a geothermal power plant. Lava currently flows less than two miles away from the town of around 3,000 people, which was evacuated last month. It's not looking good for the sitting president, according to the latest poll. President Biden's approval rating is reaching an historic low, as indicated by a recent Monmouth University poll. Only 34 percent of Americans approve of his performance in the White House, while 61 percent disapprove. Particularly, the president received unfavorable ratings for his management of immigration and inflation. This poll emerges with the 2024 election less than 11 months away. I'm John Schaefer. Justice Sandra Day O'Connor, the first woman to serve on the U.S. Supreme Court, will be laid to rest today. Both President Joe Biden and Chief Justice John Roberts will speak at her funeral, held at Washington's National Cathedral. O'Connor, nominated in 1981 by President Ronald Reagan and retired from the high court in 2006 after serving for nearly 25 years. She passed away on December 1st at the age of 93. The Biden administration set to unveil another military aid package for Ukraine before the year concludes, with Republicans saying that aid to Ukraine should be coupled with a deal on immigration. This is USA News. Hey, here's a question. After you wear your clothes, you toss them in the washing machine, right? Nobody wants to wear dirty clothes. So how come you don't throw your shoes in the washing machine when they get dirty? I mean, come on. Your shoes are touching the filthy ground all day long. Gross. Well, with Skechers, you can, because most Skechers are machine washable. That's right. Skechers are specially made so you can toss them right in the washing machine and keep them clean and looking new. And when they look new, you can confidently wear them longer. That's less shoes you're going to want to throw away, which means less waste. And it'll save you tons of dough. I love that. Plus, machine washable Skechers are for the whole family, men, women, and kids. So when your kids get their shoes dirty, and we know they will, just wash them. Brilliant. And even our latest technology. New hands-free Skechers slip-ins are washable. You just step right in and go without bending down or even touching your shoes. So give your Skechers the same treatment you give your clothes. Just toss them in the washing machine and keep them looking brand spanking new. 
Find Machine Washable Skechers at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, or wherever stylish footwear happens to be sold. God rest ye merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. Remember Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day. To save us all from Satan's power when we were gone astray. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. All right, Merry Christmas to you from us, the Liberty Roundtable Live team. I'm bringing up this Catholic story. Pope Francis permits priests to bless same-sex couples. They don't want to call it marriage. Uh, They don't want it to be part of official church services, but they do want everyone to feel welcome uh, by God and by God's church, if you will. Well, the members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints have a very similar, similar, uh, so do the Southern Baptists, all kinds of groups, similar policies where, you know, if you're a same-sex attracted, it's not a sin, but if you act upon it, then it is. I agree with the difference between thoughts and actions. And I don't have a problem with being kind to others. And I don't have a problem with giving blessings to people or doing things to improve people's lives. We are told to minister, uh, and we're told to love our enemies. So I understand all that. But when do you cross the line because of semantics to where, hey, pretty soon you think that these churches are backing or supporting uh, this agenda, even though uh, in their doctrinal canons, scripture, uh, it's sinful behavior, etc. Where's that line? How do you manage that? And that's kind of the question that I've had. Chris from Utah wants to chime in. Chris? Yes, sir, Sam. Great coverage on the issue. I would just like to add to that a recent experience I had with an ecclesiastical authority uh, that that is over me in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I have recently had some questions about how the the church uh, treats transgenderism. And um, I was uh, disappointed, Sam, in the fact that the the very highest echelon of leadership in the church uh, addresses the issue of transgenderism in a very vague fashion. And it doesn't even come out and condemn it as being evil. So I sat down and I had, you know, homosexuality, uh, tattoos, nose rings, all of these demonic trends that we see developing in society. Um, they don't. They don't really talk about those either. So I sat down and I and I wrote a letter to my local ecclesiastical authority, which in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints is the state president, who happens to be a friend of mine. And instead of uh, when when I I presented the letter to him, and it was about a ten page letter, it was pretty lengthy, basically expressing my concern that we are on a slippery slope as a church if we don't up front, nip these trends in the bud and make a very clear statement on the fact that these are of the devil, these are evil, and they need to be addressed immediately before they become accepted either in the church or in society or both, not only... Well, and, and that's so part of the problem is are these are these big leadership, these big organizations, whether they be corporate, whether they be churches with 501c3s, are they all kowtowing to the lawfare reality? If they don't go along and do this, then they got lawfare to the till the cows come home. And you know, when the people are immoral and not religious, uh, we lose ground fast. And and although I'm I'm not happy about what the churches are doing because I think it blurs the lines. At some point, 
look, they're coming after me specifically. I mean, I'm probably an inch yeah. away from being arrested if you look at it that way. I mean, I, uh, it's yeah. hard to know what their agenda really is and who they're going after next. But so I'm not defending these churches. I'm asking honest, fair, open questions about where do we blur the line between we love somebody and we want to be kind and gentle and follow the Savior's Prince of Peace model uh, versus when do we want to stand on principle and morality and stand on fundamental doctrinal teachings? How do you blend all that and deal with it? How do you avoid lawfare by government and get sued your socks off? It turns out, just so you know, U.S. fines Southwest Airlines $140 million. You think that's going to make your Christmas flight any cheaper, folks? I mean, we can go on and on and on. U.S. Steel agrees to be bought by a Japanese rival for $14.1 billion. So now we don't even have U.S. Steel anymore. We're losing literally everything economically, morally, and everything else, and we blame the churches for not providing leadership and helping, but are they trapped too? Uh, I don't know, and I don't speak for them, and I don't mean to attack them, but I do mean to bring up questions of clarity on moral issues. That's really my point, Chris. And that's the thing. Years ago, when I first joined the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, Things like this would not be tolerated. They would be vociferously and firmly opposed, unequivocally. But nowadays, it is like so wishy-washy. I don't even know what the position is on transgenderism or homosexuality or some of these other societal trends that are undermining the integrity of our Christian society. They will not say. And I did mention the 501c3 status of our church. We are under that same, and I call it a gag order. And so my ecclesiastical authority, instead of saying, yeah, Chris, you're right, we do have to protect that 501c3 uh, 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 status, or, you know, we've got to pedal softly so we don't offend people. He called me out. He said, you're on dangerous ground, Brother Carlson. You know, you're on the high road. He didn't say this, but he kind of indicated that I was on the high road to apostasy by daring to criticize the leadership of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but I assured him, no, I have no intention of leaving this church. I know it's true, et cetera, et cetera. But I was kind of taken aback by the fact that now I'm the bad guy. Well, the real you issue know, because- is how far does this go? We're going to accept everyone, no matter that you know, transgender, gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, we're going to bless them and their, their um, as couples. So some to some degree, it's endorsing the relationship. Now, if I stand up and say male and female critity them, that's science, that's God's law, and men are supposed to marry women, a man is supposed to marry a woman, and they too shall become one flesh, and I stand on that doctrine, then somehow I'm the one that's not kind and not accepting and not willing to bend, and I'm the bad guy now because I'm saying this is the way it's supposed to be, and I want to stand on that, and somehow I'm the controversial bad guy now. Yeah. Whereas years ago, the Christian churches of all sects would stand against these because they knew. And here's, here's the concept or the principle that we have to take into consideration, Sam. It's a slippery slope. Once you start tolerating and giving these people any kind of legitimacy or give them ground, they will, if you give them an inch, like they say, they'll take a mile. And it's going to be so much harder in the future to, to dial back and to go back to your original position of defending no, you can't uh, dial it back. It's not can't. possible to dial it back anymore. No, that, and that's the slippery slope concept that I warned in this letter. 
to my state president. And he called me out as somebody that was on dangerous ground. So my um, question anyway. is, where do, where do you think the churches go next with this? What's the next step? If the Pope blesses same-sex couples, but yet they're not married, uh, if the members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, the Southern Baptists, and everybody else say, hey, uh, same-sex attraction is not a sin, changing your gender is not really a sin, but if you act sexually, it's a sin. Um, I don't know really where those lines are in terms of, of behavior and um can they just change on a whim? Because it seems like that's what's happening. And I don't want to criticize any church or leaders. I'm not, I'm not interested in dividing anybody. But I am interested in this moral question of what's going to be next, though? Can we stop the slide or not? Um, what happens, Sam, is the Spirit of God withdraws from the church. As the leadership becomes more and more tolerant of the world, Heavenly Father's spirit cannot dwell in unholy places. It by necessity, even in his love and mercy for his children and his saints, he cannot dwell, his spirit cannot dwell in unholy places. So it must need to be withdrawn from society, and from the church and from society, except in those rare pockets like you and me, where in our families we can maintain those standards and we can uphold those principles. And I think that's going to be what happens. I think the churches are going to fail. They're going to find themselves in states of apostasy. This whole country is going to suffer for it. That's all I can tell. Well, I predict you're right, because I think you're on sound doctrinal ground with those concerns. I pray you're wrong, but I don't see any other choice, though. You cannot have a nation or a church or some entity on the earth without a life after, so to speak, without them eventually taking their consequences virtually immediately. Uh, churches aren't, you know, judged later, or countries or, you know, entities aren't judged later. They're not like individuals uh, right. where their life continues or whatever. And so there's got to be accountability somewhere, and I'm afraid we're starting to see it in everything. I mean, this idea that Sam Bushman is wondering if he's going to be arrested because he interviewed Stuart Rhodes the day before January 6th. Wow. And this is where we are. They literally sent a letter to Congress and got it on the congressional record. That's the Southern Poverty Law Center saying Sam is the nexus of hate, anti-government, and white supremacy in America. And they asked for that to be investigated and for action to be taken. So then I get my congressman who confirms that's all true. And then I say, well, do they have any investigation about me? We can't tell you, Sam, because if an arrest is imminent, we don't want to spoil it. Well, wait a minute. I don't even know if there's charges against me. And if they are, I don't even know what they are or what they would be for. Quick pause. I want your response. Then I'll let you fly, Chris. Stay there. Liberty Roundtable Live. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil, spiritual power to the beast. And that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present day church. Rather, it is for the end time church. 
the body of the line of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. How many times do I have to tell you? I swear, it just goes in one ear and out the other. Don't you understand English? Your children are probably too polite to tell you. Hello? Those things on the side of your head aren't turnips? But they get just as frustrated when you won't listen to them as you do when they won't listen to you. Do I need to speak slower? In fact, few things show children how much they're valued and respected more than a parent's willingness to listen. Tell me what she did at work today. Studies show when parents listen, children develop better listening skills themselves. They also tend to have more self-confidence and are more likely to avoid alcohol and drugs. Now sit down here and tell me all about it. When you really listen, love is what they'll hear. Thank you for sharing that with me. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. For more tips on strengthening your family, visit family.mormon.org. Ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman back with you live. Chris Carlson from Utah on the radio with me. I was talking about, you know, hey, I just want to hold on to the morality and the religion in our nation. And I believe if we lose that, we're in serious trouble. Religious freedom starts all liberty. Okay. And I believe right now the churches and everybody is making so many compromises that the lines are being blurred and we're on a slippery slope. And I believe we cannot come back from this, uh, if at all. Uh, once we lose this ground, I don't know why the churches aren't standing up. I don't know if it's a 501c3 discussion about money. I don't know if the leaders believe differently than us, but it seems like they are tacitly embracing uh, these type of, in my opinion, immoral behaviors. And if you speak out in criticism, then you're the bad guy. Well, it's gotten so bad now that where I've tried to just, like a journalist, interview Stuart Rhodes the day before January the 6th. Now they're trying to tie me to January 6th, even though I didn't go and even though I told people not to go. They're trying to tie me to uh, all kinds of things that, that are just absolute, complete lies. And they're doing it before Congress in an effort to set up a prosecutorial uh, agenda at some point. Um, where does this go, Chris? And, and what, do you, what do you see happening? Um, as the churches get worse, I get arrested? Is that what's next? Merry Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, Merry Christmas, Sam. Well, you're, you're putting a lot more on the line than I am. I will say that, and I commend you for your courage, Sam. And I know you're one of the most courageous people I know, if not the most. But where do I see this going? You know, as a student of history, uh, the past is prologue. I, I assume you uh, are familiar with that statement. And in, in the tradition of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we have a history on this American continent of apostasy, believe it or not. And I pointed that out in this letter that I wrote to my stake president. 
And I said, listen, in the book that we regard as another testament of Jesus Christ, there are no fewer, Sam, than three accounts of the church going into apostasy. And I pointed that out and said, listen, do we think we're the exception to the rule? Do you think that we cannot dwindle in unbelief just like our uh, religious predecessors uh, recorded in the Book of Mormon, which is an account of the uh, affairs of the people that lived here on this American continent? Do you not think that we can fall, not follow in, in their footsteps and, and fall just like they fell? Of course. That's why we have history books. That's why we have religious accounts of things that have happened in the past, because we know that history repeats itself. But for some reason, members of the church, the leadership of the church in general, and this, this goes for any Christian church, think that we are the exception to the rule. Sam, we are not the exception to the rule. We are just as vulnerable. I wish we were, but we're not. You're right. Now, Rolling Stone wrote an article about me attacking me about this. The Southern Poverty Law Center is what turned this into Congress. Uh, and uh, basically what they're doing is they're setting the stage for the government to come after me as a journalist or as a broadcaster or whatever um, because they say that I'm dangerous. And I guess I would say to them that, you know what, I've got more on the public record, publicly speaking, because of the radio over the last 25 years than probably anybody else alive on this planet right now. Now, you might find somebody that's got as much as me, but you're going to count them on one hand. I've literally been on the radio for two or three hours a day, five and six days a week for almost 30 years. Uh, Rush Limbaugh had probably that much time, uh, too, but he's, he's now not alive, right? Uh, and I'm not here to debate that I've been the most prolific person. My point is, you've got so much on me publicly. When have I ever promoted violence? When have I ever promoted real anti-government um, agenda? Now, I'm anti-rogue government without a doubt, but when do I promote anything but peace and God, family, and country, the protection of life, liberty, and property? When do I do anything but that? And I submit out of the thousands and thousands and thousands of public appearances, speeches, interviews, radio, TV, when can you find any of that on the nexus of hate, anti-government, or white supremacy in America? Where can you find that anywhere? It doesn't exist, but I'm literally in the congressional record with the government possibly looking at that right this very second, Chris. Yeah, well, if they can put Owen Schroyer in jail, and I guess he's out early, which is good news. You know, why wouldn't they be able to put you or even me in jail for the things that we said over the air? Um, but we would be in good company. I mean, they threw Joseph Smith and the early members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in church for, or in jail for doing absolutely what the Constitution protects. Just, well, we'll be uh, in good company and we'll take our lumps as God intends. We will stand up for the truth, that's for sure. But listen, Texas Governor Greg Abbott just signed a bill letting police arrest illegal immigrants. Uh, I guess they passed a law to arrest what they call migrants. Texas challenges federal power, New York Times writes. I guess there's one sheriff's office in the El Paso County Sheriff's Office that's against it, saying it's not wise or good to the Spanish community. But this is something that I don't think we can ignore either. If you're illegal, you can get away with all kind of things. If you're an American citizen and you believe in God, family, and country, you are the enemy. If you're literally a criminal, illegally here, acts of criminal activity, you're pretty much going to get a pass and you're fine. You look at the riots of the summer that took place and none of those left you or people on the left, Antifa, any of these groups, aren't in any trouble at all. But you stand for anything that relates to God 
family, country, morality, the Constitution, integrity. You are numero uno political prisoner. Look at Steve Stockman, for example, to make the point. Look at Dinesh D'Souza to make the point. Look at Ken Cromar in prison right now to make the point. I mean, I can keep going. Look at Diego on the run and, and Ammon Bundy on the run. Look at, um, I can just keep going. And then they're literally reporting this to Congress about me, and I don't even get a chance to speak for myself on the matter, except for I have an open microphone so far. I don't know where this yeah. goes, Chris, but it ain't going to a happy place for me. Well, we kind of anticipated this, Sam, and it's happened in a relatively short period of time in the latter halves of our lives, and we're only in our 50s. And, um, you know, all I can say, Sam, is endure to the end and um, know that there is a bright reward for those who stand firm in the gospel of Jesus Christ and do, do not allow the world to intimidate them. So if we get thrown in jail, so be it. I mean, we, we wouldn't be the first Christians to be thrown in jail uh, defending our beliefs. I mean, look at the Apostle Paul, uh, Peter, James, and John. All of the 12 apostles, except for one, I think, were martyrs in the end. So, I mean, it's, it's a hard perspective to maintain, especially if you're the one rotten in jail. But I, I certainly hope that doesn't happen. But just endure to the end. That's all I can say. Well, I'm not going to be one to give up. I will tell you that. I am not one who is going to... Uh... I don't know what you want to, what words you want to use for this, but um, back away. I'm going to stand for what I believe in. I'm going to take the consequences as they come, but I am going to do my very best to set the record straight publicly, because one thing they do is they try to destroy you in the court of public opinion, and hopefully, you know, on one hand they say that this radio show is tiny and it matters not. It's not. It's just. It's just nothing. On one hand, then why would they send a letter to Congress saying I'm the nexus? of these things in America. The Nexus is like the nerve center. Okay, folks? The Nexus is like, hey, man, you can't, you know, get there without this kind of a thing. Uh, and taxes, wow. this Nexus program, <laughs> is what puts everybody in the same tax plan. It's called Nexus, and it's all across the country. Nexus is like the nerve center. So if I'm a nobody talk show, why the heck am I reported to Congress as kind of the nerve center of all this? Well, I think yeah. it's because I'm the only one that doesn't take money for God, family, and country. Sure, I get a little bit of money to support our efforts, but I don't make a living at this. Uh, that doesn't support my family. I work for my family, and I'm the only one that owns my own network. And so uh, they're after me like uh, different than everyone else because everybody else they can sideswipe and shut down and use the velvet hammer against. Unless they take down the Internet or shut me completely off the Internet, they can't take me down. And so I'm not, uh, but it's different, and as a result, they're treating it differently. I'm a super important nobody, Chris. Yeah, I wish you had millions backing you up, and you were as popular as Sean Hannity or Rush Limbaugh when he was alive, or Glenn Beck. But you refuse to cut God out of the deal, right? Yeah, I can't do that. Yeah, you can't do that. God's out, you're out, right? That's correct, sir, because you yeah. know what? I'm on his errand right now. And I testify he lives, and for Christmas, even though things look bleak and dark, they've looked bleak and dark many a times in history. Uh, just ask uh, Christ when he carried his own cross. 
you know, things look dark, but he conquers in the end, and so shall we. Never forget that reality. I testify Christ lives. I wish you all a Merry Christmas, and I'm telling you right now that I will ride for the brand that is God, family, and country. I will stand with the supreme law of our land, the Constitution, and I respect and revere and promote the constitutional proper role of limited government. We are a constitutional republic, ladies and gentlemen, and we, the people, need to insist on the checks and balances, on due process of law, uh, on the uh, Bill of Rights, the First Amendment, the five guarantees there and beyond. We really have a lot of work to do, Chris, and it's education, education, education that, that, that spends the bulk of my time at this point because I think if we can get our greater numbers, we can make the difference. And that's my eternal hope. And whether I'm successful or not, the results are up to God, the work. I'm going to uh, kneel down and get prayers and guidance and then get up and go to work and do my very best and trust in the Almighty for the rest. Chris, final word to you, then we're out of time. Well, I'll just say this. Uh, without God, we cannot win. With God, we cannot lose. The battle for freedom is the Lord. We need to be engaged in that fight. Sam, you're the one that uh, most of all, I think, has put your um, your comfort, your reputation, everything on the line for this cause, and I commend you for that. So I will just leave my statement to that. You have a Merry Christmas and celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who is going to return and reconcile all of this mess uh, in behalf of his saints. Amen, Sam, and you have a Merry Christmas. Amen. Thank you, Chris. And I, you know what? I don't want to take credit. I'm not the only one doing this stuff. There are good, honest people all throughout this country doing things, some you know more about than others. I guess if I'm on the radio with the microphone, it looks like I'm the quarterback, so I get a lot of attention. But there's a ton of people behind the scenes that help me with what I do. They all deserve credit as well. I don't want to name them because I don't want the IRS or the government to then put them on a list, right? So I'll just take the hit for everybody. That's kind of how the quarterback does it. I'll take the hits and just get beat up and everything else. But in the end of the day, I'm grateful for all those who help me. Some do it physically. Some people do it emotionally. Some people do it with prayer. Some people do it with finances. Some people do it with there's all kinds of ways uh, that we receive help. And you know what? Even though they want you to believe that this show doesn't matter, it's just so tiny, it makes no difference. The fact that we are under such attack tells me that we are making a huge difference for the sacred cause of liberty. And that, my fellow Americans, gives me hope in our Savior, Jesus Christ. I trust God. And I am doing my best to be on his errand. And we, the people, along with the grace of the Almighty God, can and will restore the greatest country on the face of the earth, eventually under the Prince of Peace, our only king. And until then, ladies and gentlemen, Merry Christmas. We declare this nation shall endure. LibertyRoundtable.com, LovingLiberty.net. God save the Republic of the United States of America.